Hello and welcome to the Stronger Squad podcast where we chat about all things training, nutrition, mindset and lifestyle for everyday women who are just trying to live a healthier life without restrictions, bad diets, excessive training and unrealistic expectations. If you are interested in joining my fat loss and freedom project coaching plan, please visit my website in the show notes below and I hope you enjoy this episode. To yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do. Uh, and like how you got into coaching okay yeah so I'm Tash I live in Somerset um southwest very small rural rural yeah rural town I've been doing coaching for about 11 years now so I'm 50 I was 50 last year um I came into it late I, I hated exercise at school didn't really get I didn't I'm not a competitive exerciser. <laughs> um, so everything at school was competitive. So, you know, or yeah, so I didn't really enjoy it. Um, so when I left school, I loved dancing. I love movement. I love dancing. So when I left school, I sort of started doing a little bit of like, you know, step aerobics. It was back then aerobics, all of that kind of thing. Loved that kind of thing. Um, did think about being a fitness instructor for a little bit before I had my kids and had my kids and it was like oh no you know just yeah so brought up my kids worked um I'm a secretary by trade <laughs> profession by so I was a secretary um then I went to a Zumba class and I was like oh my god this is amazing I I love Zumba so I was going to Zumba class, going to Zumba class. I was doing like lots of other things as well. I was sort of dabbling in a bit of running and I don't really enjoy running that much, but I was dabbling in a bit. My husband's a big runner, so I'd run with him sometimes, but he's too quick for me. So, <laughs> um, And then my mum sort of said, well, why don't you become a Zumba instructor? And I was like, no, don't be silly. <laughs> why not? You've always wanted to do something like within exercise, but something you enjoy. Because I'd never found that enjoyment in exercise. And it was the Zumba that I thought, oh, yeah, I love this. You know, what? I've never tried Zumba. And if I'm being completely honest, I think I'm judging a book by its cover. I can't dance to save my bloody life. So to think I'm going to be like moving my hips and everything like throughout the class, I just feel I look like a bloody idiot. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing you've got to get over, I think. So you know, a lot of people come to me and say, oh, I don't know whether I want to do Zumba. I haven't got really any coordination. I'm, I'm just like, just come. Just, like, if you don't like it, if you feel uncomfortable, you've got, like, you've got to remember that when you come the first time, a lot of people know the tunes, know the moves, know the songs. Just don't look at anyone else. Just be in your own little nightclub bubble. Because, you know, I'm too old now to go clubbing, so my boys tell me. So my Thursday night is like, I treat it like my party night. So I'll have a shower, I'll get my outfit, like my outfit sorted. I'll put a little bit of makeup on. I've got a disco light, I'll put the disco light on. And um, yeah, it's just, it just, cause I think because I like dancing so much, and I've always liked dancing. But people come and, and afterwards they're like, oh my God, yeah, that was really great. Um, and they, they just sort of, and it doesn't matter if you haven't got hip movement or if you go wrong or if you, you know, go in the other direction to someone else. 
I go wrong a lot of the time because I forget and I'll just go, oh, just do, make it up, do what you want. <laughs> and so it's not, you know, it's not something that I feel that people feel pressured at, do, at being their best because it's just like, if you go clubbing or like when we used to go clubbing or you go dancing, you, because you've had a few drinks, you, you, you know, you do lose your inhibitions and you just do whatever. So I just say to people, just imagine you're like, like you were when you were younger at a club or whatever or and just just let it go just doesn't matter and because the disco lights now at the moment is a bit dark so people let themselves go a little bit more so zumba for me is just like i I love it so that was where i started so i did my zumba and then got a job at the local leisure center and then local leisure center you'd be really good at spinning do you want to try spinning and i was like oh i don't know because I'd done spinning in the past with an instructor and I absolutely hated it. So I was like, I mm, don't know. So anyway, I did my spinning, then I put my little spin on it. So I do everything to music. I, you know, do used to do raven spins, we used to do it in the dark with disco lights. So anything to do with music really is what I love. Um, but then I just, you know, getting older, I realized strength training was good. So then I started strength training. And I started taking more classes at the leisure centre, so I was doing spinning, Zumba, then I was doing weightlift, well, not weightlifting, but toning classes, what we call toning classes. Um, uh, and then I was doing my, then they put me through my personal training, so I did my personal training with them. Um, didn't work in their gym, but worked, I've got a studio in my back garden. So clients either come to me or, because my first initial thing when I got my personal training, um, was I wanted to target people that don't like going to the gym because mm. there's a lot of them and I'm one of them. <laughs> um, I don't know why I've just never had this thing where I've you know I'll go to the gym with my PT and he'll do PT with me, but I won't go to the gym on my own, which is silly because I would like more women to go to the gym. But it was originally you know I wanted to have a studio at home. Because I still get the thing where women message me and say, I don't feel comfortable um, going to a class. I don't feel comfortable. So they come to me first and then I try and sort of get them to go to do a class or a gym environment or something like that. So it was, again, on my experience, it was targeting people that were like me that had this, you know, gym fear or um, fear of going to a class and being in a class with established people and I think that's the main thing that with with people that they worry that everyone else knows what they're doing or looks like they know what they're doing so they're like well I don't want to go to that class because they all look like they know what they're doing and I'm in the back flailing around like a stupid idiot and oh I don't want to go to the gym because look at that girl over there or look at that man over there they look like they know what they're doing and I don't even know what weight to pick up so with the personal training, I want people to come to me, know what they're doing, get their form, and then give them extra to do, and then say, you know, go and try a gym, go and try a class, that kind of thing. Give them that confidence. And, I mean, yeah. look at me, I just said the same thing about the Zumba class. I made a comment of, oh, I don't know if I'd be good at it. And, you know, I did a podcast with Lee about gym anxiety, and it's so, so common. So if anyone listening feels like this about going to the gym it is completely normal it's don't think you're the only one feeling it because 
I get into multiple conversations a week with, with women who have the same struggle. Um, and I so guess I'm a PT and I don't, and I struggle with it, like going, which is ridiculous because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But, you know, and I think that's because I, I've worked that out because I don't go. Mm. If I did go, I'd probably go, oh my God, like, why haven't I done this? Like, you know, um, and then, you know, that, like you say, that it's not always, you don't always have motivation, you, the action that you take. Mm. And then you start to feel more comfortable in that action will then give you motivation to do it. So, oh, yeah. So don't be scared if you're listening to this. Don't be scared to join a class, go to a gym. Um, even ask people in the gym who look like they or who look like they know what they're doing. If you're not sure, mm. ask them. People love that in the gym. If you just say, "Oh, you know, I'm not quite sure, like." what this bit of equipment does i was told in my induction but i can't actually remember they're more than happy to show you what to do more than happy yeah i definitely agree like if anyone came up to me in the gym and said oh do you mind just i would absolutely love it because one the fact that they felt comfortable to go up to someone and ask but also like we've all been there where we've not had a bloody clue what to do we've been nervous and anxious about it like you know, making someone feel super comfortable and just spending two minutes of your day to just help them may enable them to gain that little bit more confidence in the gym that doesn't make them walk out and get in the car and go home. And I think it's so important and, you know, you know, doing your inductions and things like that. But I was actually speaking to one of my clients today and um, she's potentially joining a new gym. And I was so proud of her because she tried out this gym with a pool and like a gym and she still followed the program that I gave her, not like, and what we would normally do in the gym where I coach. And like, she just went for it. She, it was a new environment, um, you yeah. know, yeah, new environment. Some equipment was a bit different. There was this one machine where it was like a leg extension slash leg curl. But anyway, she said she just asked someone close to her if like they could just show her how, how it worked and things like that. But I, I just gave her big ups today because I was like, first, it's bloody intimidating going into a gym for women a lot of the time, let alone a new gym, then using the equipment on your own. And I just thought, you got to be bloody proud of yourself for doing this because, you know, you know, before we started working together, coming into the gym was not something that, or using weights wasn't something that she had, had done or was confident in. Now she's just going off to a new gym, doing her own thing, using the equipment. And I was... Those things are like what make me so happy. Like I just feel like yeah, proud. Yeah, proud so moment. <laughs> Literally, it is. And like I think, you know, to my client, she probably didn't realize it was such a big deal until I was like, "Do you know how much of a big deal that is? Like for you to feel that confident at this point to be able to do that on your own? Like that's freaking amazing." And then yeah. she kind of like thought about it and recognized how far she'd come. And I was just like, "Oh, this is, just made me just made me very happy." Yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's one of the things that got sort of me into PT as well because I wanted to target the people that that were probably around my kind of age, mm-hmm. um, but had issues with, you know, doing an exercise class that maybe was too hard, going in too hard on something because they were after unattainable results and then not ever going back. Um, which I've done before as well. So, you know, you 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 start a program, like, I know you go to, like I said, the spinning class I went to. I went to a spinning class um, and, 
you know, the instructor was brilliant, but I, I hated it. 45 minutes out of the saddle, we stood up for, and I was like, and it was like, and I was like, is that it? Is that, I felt sick. I just hated it, felt an idiot. And I didn't actually do spinning again until I became a spinning instructor. <laughs> and then became a spinning instructor and thought, oh my God, I love this. So spinning probably is still one of my favorites as well, spinning and like, cause it's to music as well. I, I love spinning. And that's another people go, oh my God, I don't think I'd be able to do spinning because it's really hard. I'm like, yeah, but it's like, you don't have to make it too hard on yourself. Go easy on yourself, be kind to yourself. It's not about being the best in the class or, you know, it's just finding your level where you know you're working, but you're not killing yourself. Why, why do that? You know, just enjoy the music, go with what I tell you to do. If the resistance is too high, put it down. It's not an issue, you know, within safety reasons, it's not an issue. Mm. So, and that's the thing, it's finding that thing that you enjoy, isn't it? As soon as you find that thing you enjoy, and that's why I went into it because I found something I enjoyed and I thought I can tell everyone about it. And yeah, and then it's, I've just, and I think I've developed sort of into, um, I know I'm a, I'm a good coach, um, and I, but I haven't always been a good coach because I've made mistakes like we talked about earlier, like me and you. Um, but because of those mistakes, I know I'm a better coach for it. Um, and, and I want people as well to feel good about themselves. Mm. I felt so crap before in my life with like things that I haven't been able to achieve. Um, you know, when you're at school and you don't get picked for a team or when you, you know, you're not a runner and everyone's often cross country and it's probably, I'm probably making such a big thing out of it. It's probably not that massive issue, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you just think I'm not good at that. I'm not going to do it because I'm not good at it. Mm. But to get good at it, you have to keep doing it and then enjoy the process because you think, actually, like Zumba again, I went last week, I had no clue what Tash was doing in that 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 song what the hell was all that about but then you'll go the next week you go actually I quite like this my body now is telling me that I've got to go left I've got to go right blah 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 and then the week after that you'll be like oh my god I've really got this now then the week after that you won't even think about it because you'll know where your feet are going to go the next beat or whatever so you know it's finding that thing that you enjoy but it's also giving it a little bit of time yeah effort and to enjoy the process um is it because you're not you're not crap at stuff at mm. all you know it's just spinning it around but then on the other thing spinning it around if you are that uncomfortable doing it don't do it mm. if you've given it a go and it's not for you just let it go don't you know don't dwell on it try something else i've tried so many things like exercise wise <laughs> it's like you know you've got go try it yeah and starting like starting at your level like you said you know you don't have to be the bloody best in the room or and just go in there and do it at your current level what you feel comfortable and you will you know can, if you consistently show up for yourself and you know come back the following week and the following week you will notice that you will become stronger or become better at you know whatever you're doing but without that overwhelming feeling of you have to be at a certain level in that class yeah and like 
it's all comparison. people people's really compare themselves to other people and we all do it I know we all do it you know I've done it in the past but it's you know doing that thing where you you know you go to the gym or whatever and you'll go well they're lifting whatever why are I lifting I look really silly compared to what they're or you know if somebody's got the perfect outfit on you go oh, why why haven't I got the perfect <laughs> you know it's those silly little comparisons it's sort of you know you you do you let them do them you know no one's better or worse or just focus on what you can lift how strong that makes you feel how good that makes you feel and focus on doing that not being like somebody else yeah and that's the thing like if you're going to try something and then spend most of the time comparing yourself one you're not going to be putting your your kind of whole heart into what you're doing but also like you're not uh, how do I say this like you comparing yourself about what they're doing and you're not like that's not going to have a positive impact on you like not 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 I mean they don't give a shit what you're doing do you know what I mean like so don't let comparison kind of take you away from doing something for yourself and at the end of the day, you're doing it for yourself you're not doing it for anyone else like no one else is like initially benefiting from you going to a spin class for you taking the leap of going to the gym class like it is you and you only. So putting yourself down or, you know, creating these stories and, oh, well, maybe I should be doing better. Or I mean, we can always be doing better and everything. But, you know, like you need to start somewhere. Not yeah. every day is going to be your best day. Not every day is going to be your best spinning class. Or, you know, I, got, I have sessions where, honestly, I can't be asked to go in. But I'm going to go in just because I know my head will clear. I'll feel better. Maybe I was doing heavier weights last week, but I'm not thinking, oh, you know, I don't, I've created a mindset now where I don't think that's a downfall. I don't think I'm taking 10 steps back. You just can have days where you are, you know, feeling stronger, feeling more energetic and can do better and days that you're not. But comparison is a bloody evil thing. Mm -hmm. And also what you remember is that like that person in that, you know, doing that weight, they might've been training for the last 10 years. Do you know what I mean? Like, or paid loads of money to have a coach or um you know they might be in there seven days a week or they may have you know maybe they have a an unhealthy relationship with exercise that's why they're so good because they're always in there like there are so many reasons that you have no clue about about why or how they've got to that point um and you're a completely different person do you know what I mean your reasons behind why you're coming to the gym will be different to theirs like you can't kind of judge a situation just on the surface of it because you have no clue how they got to where they are why they're there that's what I say in my classes that I do to all my people like when none of us are judgmental like Mm. we are all inclusive we we will we we work as a tribe I'd say in my classes all ages but you you help the other person that is needs help or is new or you know and I always say to people that new don't look at what they're doing like they've been coming to me for years you know this is your first time just enjoy it if you've got any questions everyone is here to help you and answer your questions and guide you and me here as well um and I did a little um questionnaire for my lot the other day and said you know I'm trying to find my niche what would you say my niche is and most of them said um is all inclusive like inclusive yeah so 
that's what they say that I am. I'm, I include everyone, which I want. I want everyone to be included. Absolutely, because like exclusion, like is shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You everybody wants to feel like they're a part of something. It doesn't matter what there it is, and if you can create an environment that enables people to feel like that then they just feel safe they feel confident they feel like they have that support to try these things that they've never tried before without thinking oh shit what are these people going to think of me because they know they're in a space where it, it they're not going to think negatively if anything they you know if they think they can help you they will um so creating space like that is massive but it just comes down to the bloody mindset like you know we're yeah. only enemies we create these stories in our head I mean I know I've been bad for it and most of the times what we create in our head is not real right. and it's far worse than what you think it's going to be so just trying to take a moment and not let that consume you yeah. and I know I'm not saying it's you know it's easy I'm not saying oh just go along and do, do it it's easy you know it's not easy for some people you know if you're anxious and you have to walk into a room where everyone's like chatting and or you have to walk into a gym or you know but like you say mindset you know tell yourself it's fine it's you know deep breaths and you'll be all right and there's people around that are doing the same that you want the same goals the same kind of thing you're in an environment that you know you want to be in because you want to say everyone wants the same thing mm. so embrace that environment and do whatever you can it's de it's stepping out of that comfort zone which is yeah. really hard like everybody's the same we have things that make us feel fucking uncomfortable yeah. um like personally at school when you had to bloody get up and present to the class i freaking <laughs> hated it i hated it with a passion so what i would do literally every time i would volunteer to go first because you're in a class of like 20 when you're in high school I was shit my pants, but I was like, screw this. I'm going first. Yeah. Get it out of the way. And then I can spend the next three days doing sweet F all because everybody else has to go and then stop that anxious feeling. Yeah. And then the thing is, though, I, I think it was Emma that was talking about this the other day. She worked on their podcast saying, if you go first, then you create less anxiety because if you wait and you hear what everyone else has got to say, then you start going, why? I wasn't going to, I why didn't I say, why didn't I think about saying that? And oh my God, they said that. And oh yeah. So yeah, like you said, go first, go first, get it over and done with. And then, yeah. And then you don't like just stepping out of your comfort zone. And this is why a lot of people stay the same is because it's too hard. They think it's too hard to step out of their comfort zone when you're, it's a lot harder in your head. And most of the time when people you know, go for something that once was a massive, you know, I mean, it's within reason, you know, anxiety, like, and I understand other people have, you know, anxiety higher than others, etc. But once they do it, they're like, shit, you know what, for the last six yeah. months, I've been creating this massive thing in my head. And it actually wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't it like bad. the comfort zone you step out of could be the most amazing experience you have actually ever had. And you and like you said, you'll go, Oh my god, why didn't I do that before? I'm a great believer that you should give everything sort of, you know, you should I'm doing a skydive in April oh, and gosh. and that is like stepping out my comfort zone big time. I just like I've got to do it. I've got to, I've got to do it. It's just like Can I just say like 
obvious, this is, I feel like I'm retracting what I've just been saying. I hate heights. I, that is one thing I will never, never do. So I know I sound like I'm going back on my word. No, no, but that's fine. If you know that, that is absolutely fine. Because if you don't like heights, you know that it's going to cause you so much anxiety that it, it's just not worth it. Yeah. But to me, I'm a bit like, I'm a, I'm a bit jittery excited. So sort of, you know what I mean? I'm a bit sort yeah. of like, oh, I don't know if I do, but I will. And yeah, so it is sort of stepping out my comfort zone, but it's sort of a bit exciting as well. So 100%, good on you, honestly. Like, I mean, it looks amazing. The experience will be amazing. And when you do it, you'll be like, holy shit, I can't believe I just did that. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, but. I scream like a girl all the way down, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's like, oh, you know, kind of, well, could be more, but like a once in a lifetime experience. And you know when you overcome something that makes you feel anxious or scared or like scared as in not bloody harmful scared you know what I mean yeah it is you get the biggest sense of self-accomplishment and it's like if I yeah it's like if I just did that what else are there like what else can I try that I've been putting off because I thought I couldn't do it like it's not just about that single action it's about what it opens up in terms of your yeah. motivation and your mindset and what you actually believe you can do and that's like you know in terms of exercise or going into the gym like really it's not about that one time you go into the gym like and you're like oh shit this is actually this is not as scary as I thought it's about like it enabling you to potentially try all these other things that you once thought were so scary and you couldn't overcome and then achieve more goals, you know, tick more intentions off because you've got that belief in yourself that if you've just done overcome this, what else can I bloody achieve? And, you know, ultimately that will positively impact your life. But even in like career wise, it might, you know, encourage you to take, you know, not necessarily risks, but, you know, take on more opportunities or try new things that, you know, you thought maybe you couldn't do. And yeah. then you know what? screw it, I'm going to give it a go, you know, I think I've got this, um, and, you know, we all fail, everybody fails at times, like, we all get shit wrong, or maybe, you know, like, if someone's starting out in the gym, like, we started as beginners, we were not great at our technique, but the only way you're, you're going to get better at anything is to continue to do it, continue to do it every time you do it you get better if you make a mistake you learn from it and you get better like there is no other way around it and I wish you know we could give you the simple answer or this you know um yeah. and you don't want to have any regrets do you you don't want to you know don't step out your comfort zone and then years later go oh God, why didn't I do that yeah why didn't I do why the opportunity's gone now I've missed it why didn't I do it like you know not saying that's exercise wise because you can do exercise you can pick up exercise yeah. ever um within you know if you're safe to do it and everything's fine and you can you know whatever age but you know if there's an opportunity that rises and you just don't like if i didn't do this skydive and i never get the opportunity to do it again two years time i might go oh tash why didn't you do that mm. why did you do that stupid so you know step out comfort zone a little bit do things yeah. yeah I think it's a bit like you know you might put off changing your diet habits or changing your exercise routine because you, th you either think it's not a priority or it's just not something you can see yourself doing but 
down the line, there could be a health issue that arises that forces you into that position to have to change your behaviors and have to change your health. And then you might be thinking, shit, you know what? I should have bloody done this 10 years ago. So like in terms of, you know, changing your lifestyle and improving it. um, Yeah, get out of comfort zone. <laughs> literally, you do have to because it, like nothing, well, I was going to say nothing can go wrong, but in terms of like, you'll only improve your life by changing yeah. your exercise routine, your lifestyle, your behaviors, your nutrition in a positive approach there there is no bad thing within reason that can come from it do you know what i mean how many times as a coach do you hear people go because i hear it a lot god why didn't i do this ages ago yeah all the time so it's you know if you're listening to this this is your sign to get your shit sorted (laughs) to reach out to someone if you're not currently you know working with a coach if you need that type of help reach out to them and just have a chat to see what they can offer you, you know, and find the right coach for you. Um, or, you know, book a gym induction or go to a class or just something very small that you feel like, yeah, it's going to make you nervous, but you can manage. Like, it's not going to be too overwhelming. It's not yeah. really too scary. Like, even if you're like, you would love to get into the gym and, you know, the weights area, but you know that you're not ready for that. Book your class, learn some of the movements in the class, find out what you like and you don't like. And then, you know, well, go with a, I always say to somebody, go with a friend. Yeah. Don't feel so like, you know, self-conscious if you walk into a gym with a friend. You can figure it out together. Find yeah. a friend who wants to take the journey with you and then, you know, go together. Completely, yeah. There's lots of things you can do. It's just about finding what you feel comfortable and it's all about you. Like it's not about comparing what you're doing to someone else or how someone first entered the gym because you're so different. You're not thinking the same. You don't have the same insecurities. You don't have the same anxieties. Like that's why, and there's, there's no right or wrong. It's literally about, there's so many tools out there that I honestly believe, you know, that can, can help people and help different types of people. So it's just about trying to find the best one for you really. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I know we spoke about it a bit earlier, but I'm quite interested to hear you are going to be doing a menopause cafe. You're going to be doing a talk about menopause. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So then as, as I've got older and as I'm in the stage of menopause now, that is sort of one of my focuses with women mm-hmm. because, um, a lot of my clients have joined, have been with me for quite a while. We've all, we're all quite similar ages, so we're all going through the same thing. Obviously, a lot of friends as well are going through the same thing. Um, and I hear constantly, you know, at class or with clients, difficulties with menopause. And obviously, it's talked a lot more about now. Um, I am I was plunged in menopause because I had a hysterectomy um, in 2021. Yeah, so I had fibroids. Um, and they were fairly large size of uh, melon. So, oh. I, yeah. so I had to have, um, so they couldn't take it out keyhole. So they had to cut and do an abdominal incision, take out my fibroids and then give me a hysterectomy so I wouldn't get any more. Because I was in the stages of perimenopause when I had this done, I decided to have my ovaries taken out as well, um, which I knew would plunge me into menopause where I thought, well, I'm sort of going there anyway, so I'm I'll just speed it up. <laughs> so um so I went through my recovery 
which was quite hard for me, like with my, because I obviously am as fitness instructor and coaches. Yeah. Being still and not being able to do stuff for like 12, 16 weeks was quite hard. But I, I learned from that as well. So I sort of would help other clients that had gone through the same. So, you know, because I'm a Pilates instructor as well. So I would do, you know, like, you know, doing your knee rolls and your pelvic tilts and being very gentle. So, so it's sort of, you know, I learned from that. I sort of help people with that. And then going into menopause, it's, so over the last 18 months, it probably got worse um, because it's sort of it's fully kicking in now. So I'm on HRT, but I know not everyone will want to take HRT. For me, it's been a lifesaver, um, HRT. How has it, like, how has it helped you? And why would someone want to take it and someone wouldn't want to take it? Do you know? So, yeah, so the, um, some women wouldn't want to take it because there's, um, there, was, there was a lot of talk about breast cancer right. and HRT and the... Um, the it could cause I, so this was an old study done years ago um and then now so there's a there's a woman called the menopause doctor who's really good that if you you know because i'm no menopause specialist but i've been listening to it a lot but you know it's 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 what women feel comfortable with some women want to just go through the process and not have any intervention for me, I don't see it as um, intervention in a in a bad way because it's just putting something back in my body that I haven't got anymore. Um, so I haven't got estrogen, I haven't got testosterone. Um, so they are the two main hormones when you're going through menopause. Um, so your estrogen levels and your testosterone levels testosterone are like the strength muscle um concentration libido um so but doctors won't often prescribe testosterone um that's so i advise a lot of my clients to go to see menopause specialists if they're struggling because they will so they can um, prescribe testosterone and they can help more in depth um i find that doctors don't really know too much about it they're not specialized because obviously being a doctor you have to know about everything but you're not specialized in everything so if there's someone struggling i will suggest they go to see a menopause nurse or and it, it costs but i i would say the cost is worth it mm. um, if you're really struggling with menopause um so the things that I was struggling with, and I do struggle with them sometimes still now, even though I'm better, is like brain fog, um, hot flushes, like night sweats, concentration, um, aches, like hip, like joint aches. Um, and I've got so, so much HRT in my cupboard, it's ridiculous because I've had to find the right one and it, it can take a long time to find the right one so I've, I've had patches i've had gel i've had spray um i've had another patch i've had so 
So the gel is like in a pump form. You just put it on like arms in the thighs, bottom, and they prescribe you like what they think is your dose. Like could be two pumps, could be three pumps. Patch is just in a sort of just a patch form that you stick on like arm, bum. Um, and it depends on like who you are, like absorption rate. So my they said that I wasn't absorbing that well with the patch. And I think that was because obviously the job I was doing, I was getting very sweaty all the time and it was coming off. Um, the gel I was doing all right on, but then it went out of circulation so they couldn't get it. So now I'm on a spray where you just sort of spray it and it goes into the skin. I have to spray it on my forearm. Um, and that seems to be working for me. So my aches, so my aches and pains a lot less because I was having real issues with, like I was starting to not enjoy my job because I was hurting so much, and it was sort of like, why am I doing this? Because I just hurt. I don't enjoy exercising because I hurt, mm-hmm. and I then that made me feel sad because I like exercising because it makes me feel good, but it wasn't making me feel good. Um, so yeah, so HRT for me is is a lifesaver because it's made me and my mood my mood was not good so how'd you feel quite depressed quite low um the only way I could describe it when I went to the doctor was that I've got no emotion Mm. I've got no I was just flat totally flat just nothing really excited me I was just like going through the motions just a bit like you know and that is what, what a lot of women say they feel like and like they call it emptiness syndrome sometimes when you're you know when your kids have gone and you don't really know what to do with yourself you sort of question everything in life what where am i going what am i doing what have i done you know my kids don't need me as much anymore like what, what am i going to do in my life um and you know the kids leaving and the kids sort of getting older if you've got kids is sort of the one of the things I think where you start to sort of question yourself a bit. And I, well, I think menopause in general, because you sort of lose a bit of confidence and always menopause was thought of as sort of like, you know, you're old, um, you're past it. Um, and no one used to talk about it. No one, you know, no. And the thing is, though, with, you know, you're quite a young coach and you're learning about it. But if you're not, in a profession where you need to know about it you don't want to know about it i wouldn't i didn't know about it when i was in my 20s 30s it was like you know i was having babies it was not something that i even thought about or acknowledged or really knew about so it's good that they're talking about it now because now i recognize like growing up like why some of the women in my life were like they were because you know you do get angry you do get frustrated you do get moody and instead of like you know so I sort of say to my boys you know if I'm a bit of a cow or if I'm being you know a bit moody that's that's why or if I've gone into a bit of a I've gone a bit insular that's maybe why because I'm just not feeling great um and it's nothing to beat yourself up about Mm. you just got to learn from it recognize like why you're feeling a bit crap um, and talk about it. Mm. It's that, that whole thing again where people don't talk about it because they feel like a, they're a failure or they feel like they, you know they're not good enough or it's like depression. You know, if people got uh, depressed because sometimes being menopausal, 
is a little bit, you know, you get dep depressive symptoms mm -hmm. and you just sort of think, why aren't I coping? Why, why can't I cope with this? What's wrong with me? And then, you know, you don't talk to anyone because you think, well, if I talk to anyone, they're going to think I'm stupid. So it's, so I'm doing this menopause cafe to get people to talk, mm -hmm. to get them to, you know, if they're sitting next to someone and they go, oh God, you know, I've, I got really sweaty night and I don't really like it. Oh yeah, God, so do I. Well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Why don't you do this? Oh God, yeah, I didn't think of that. So it's that kind of thing. I want women to sort of come and celebrate what, not celebrate, well, embrace where they are in life. You know, you're not past it. You can still go out and party if you want to. You can still, you know, go do this, do that. It's not, you're not old. You're not, it's not, that's not the end for you just because you're, you know, you've, your body is going for a different phase in life. That's it. You've, you've had your family, if you've had a family and then you're going through the next stage and enjoy the next stage because so many times we don't live in the moment. I remember like thinking when my kids were little, oh my God, my kids are so hard work. Like, you know, I just can't wait till they're older. And then when they're older, it's sort of like, oh, I really miss having my little kids. So living in the moment, embracing where you are in life and talking about it, basically. I think, you know, you creating, um, you know, this space or this safe space with the Menopause Cafe is brilliant. I know we spoke about it earlier, but it's just creating an environment. Like you said, you know, some of them might not feel comfortable talking to their family about this because maybe they feel like it's embarrassing or I was speaking to a lady the other day and um she just said she felt useless because suddenly now like she's been coping okay but suddenly now she just forgets things she forgot it was valentine's day um and then you know had to quickly try and organize something for her husband and she just said I just asked her kind of how she felt and she said she just feels useless which yeah. nobody does should ever feel that way and you know if maybe you don't feel comfortable talking to your family about it or you don't have someone like what you're creating is a safe and comfortable environment for women to, if they want to talk about it, naturally talk about it. And as we were saying, you know, because they can connect with these people, because um, these women, they're all going through similar things, they might end up having amazing conversations and, you know, swapping kind of recommendations or tips without even realizing it because the conversation flows so naturally yeah. it's feeling like they have to go get help or they have to see the doctor like this could be the first step in some of the you know kind of phases where maybe they're not ready to go see the doctor about or go talk to a you know a specialist so to speak that maybe even by just talking to some women within the group who are going through something similar they, it actually might even make them feel more comfortable going to see and get help. Do you know what I mean? And less like yeah. a failure for getting in, like intervention. Um, and, and that's then, the thing about I think also because you're you're getting older as well. You you sort of as associate everything that you sort of saw your parents. Like you know, sometimes I'll do something. I go, oh, my mum does that. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, like you know. Or my boys will say, oh, you're such an old person if I don't get a bit of technology. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. But when there's a lots of things like the menopause, you're getting older, um, you know, your joints ache, things hurt, 
Um, like you say, you can't cope at work because your brain fog, you forget stuff. Then you start to feel a bit like, oh God. But if we can get together and go, no, actually, when we're fine, we we embrace these things. We know that they're happening for a reason. Um, let's sort of be each other's cheerleaders and you know create a community where I'd like to sort of be able to sort of get people to maybe swap numbers or even create a WhatsApp group or something like that with everyone that comes. Keep doing these menopause cafes, build you know a big support network, and then people go actually I I know I really connected with that lady that I spoke to the other day you know she gave me a number I'm gonna go for a walk with her or whatever just yeah because I think sometimes you you lose your identity as well when you go through menopause a bit and you lose you know like when I was saying to you earlier about I had a meltdown this week about the systems I had to put in place for my business and and it was I didn't have the concentration and I couldn't figure out what what I was meant to doing and it was all swimming in front of me and I was getting all like you know overload and mm. sensories were all going and I was like oh my god I'm useless I can't even you know sort this out on my own and so you know and I know everyone gets those but it, it seems heightened when you're in the menopause for some reason because your hormones are all over the place and um so yeah I just want women to talk about it and feel comfortable with it and embrace it and we're not past it we you know we're fab <laughs> you are fab you are fab I think connection is super important as well because I mean I think we've all been through stages where we felt disconnected from maybe certain people in our life or even life in general and it's such an uneasy feeling it's like it's like what is my purpose do you know what I mean when you're disconnected from things or disconnected yeah. you just think what am I doing what is my purpose so by creating, you know, the Menopause Cafe, um, you're creating that connection and just, yeah, with similar-minded people. And, you know, it is, it's about supporting each other as much as possible. And it's it's easy to support people who are going through a similar thing because you can relate. Yeah. So you're not, you know, a complete outsider trying to, even though your intention and your advice may be to, you want to help them, I do feel that if you haven't, gone through that similar situation or position it is hard to relate and maybe the person on the other end may not of course they're listening and you know they may take an advice but they may take it on a bit more knowing the fact that you've actually gone through this yourself yeah. and that was sort of like with my job as well I sort of wanted to get get them together to talk but also to sort of maybe give them some advice on you know eating protein and you know getting some exercise in and not just sort of saying that that's it menopause has finished me off like you know no it hasn't you can still make yourself feel good you can you know still get good food in you you can still you know help yourself your menopause symptoms with nutrition with exercise um mindset um and yeah just give them a few tips and help like obviously in our jobs we can do that um and you know to give them a little bit of help that way as well have you you know since going through the menopause um have you implemented or are you focusing on different things to what you were previously in terms of like your nutrition are you being more conscious of certain things you to have certain things in nutrition 
are you being more conscious of weight training like is it is, is yeah it- so I've I've sort of um my before the, the hysterectomy and before menopause I used to run I used to do quite a lot of hit training I've stopped doing that I'm not saying you should stop doing that but that wasn't right for my body mm-hmm. um that d- didn't that tired me out too much so I still do the weight training but I, I make sure that I have rest days um obviously teaching um I don't get as many rest days as I probably should but um I do so I do pilates I do zumba I do weight training I do spinning but it, it so the way that I've worked it into my life with my clients is that so like Monday I'll have Pilates in the evenings that's fairly like that's good for my body that sort of Tuesday I'll have stretch Wednesday I'll do a spin class Thursday I'll do a weights class um Friday I'll do um spinning and then Saturday I'll do weights so it sort of evens out so I'm I'm just sort of doing a little bit cardio a little bit stretch a little bit of weights and that works for me because I'm not you know I'm not going rah rah all out it's just those little bits in those sort of days works for me obviously because I'm everyone's different mm-hmm. but if you know if you if you are menopausal I, you do need to do exercise mm-hmm. you, like, well anyone needs to do exercise I'm not saying but it benefits you so much obviously with things like osteoporosis and bone density you need to be doing resistance training but have breaks mm. you know if you are someone that exercises too much and you're finding you're going from the menopause and you are totally worn out you need to take it down you need to you know curb it a little bit um pro- my protein intake has gone up a lot i'm getting more i'm trying to get more protein in than i was before um do you try to hit the target the targets well, i wasn't hitting what i should be hitting so well, i probably have four portions of protein a day so breakfast um lunch snack dinner and then another snack so I'll, I'll use protein powder with yogurt porridge probably have a grenade bar yeah, <laughs> and I love that. yeah and then I'll, and then but then i'll have like you know chicken fish um tuna a lot for lunch like whatever i can get in so i just and that has helped me a lot because that's helped with my sleep so i try and have protein before i go to bed so that helps with my sleep before i have that before i go to bed um try and cut cut, I've sort of I've got a very sweet tooth Mm -hmm. so um you know going for you know I don't ever say cut out anything but I've sort of tried to reduce my um cakes and biscuits and crisps and stuff like that that I know that are gonna like not not gonna fuel my body that well um so yeah just um getting my steps in I get my steps in every day um and that's for mind as well as body I've got two dogs so I take them out twice a day um and that's just for me as well to get my steps in but also to have a bit of space time space head space um yeah and I know a lot of women suffer with sleep I've been quite lucky that sleep isn't an issue for me but I know a lot of women suffer with 
problems with sleep. So I would say the usual things about sleep is, you know, try not to go on your gadgets before bedtime, try and get a routine. So bed the same time every night, um, have water by your bed. Because obviously if you get night sweats or hot flushes, you've got your water there. If you wake up and you can't get back to sleep, don't go on a gadget because that will stimulate you even more. Just try and do some maybe meditation techniques or deep breathing. Or if that doesn't work, even if you sort of went and made a cup of herbal tea or something, and then but try not to stimulate the brain too much, that then, you, then you're overwhelmed again and you can't get back to sleep. So, yeah, just those are the kind of things that I'd sort of say that could, that will help. I actually, I have a client um, and she was struggling massively with her sleep. Um, she'd actually gone to see the GP, but she just wasn't sure if what the GP was saying in terms, because she was on HRT. She wasn't sure. She just felt like the GP was quite, um, I don't know if the right word's general about the dosage or general about the HRT and how yeah. it was treating her. So I think she just wasn't 100% happy with kind of, not saying the GP was telling her anything wrong because in the end it was fine, but she just wasn't a hundred percent confident with what like the information they'd given her because she did feel like she was just another number. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I would say to anyone, like if you don't feel right in what your your body is telling you, keep on at your doctors, keep on at your medical practice. Um you know that they are getting better and i'm not saying and you know i'm not dissing any doctors or any practice or but like i said it, it is they do do it very generic yes yeah but, you know when i went to see my you know what before i had my hysterectomy i was going through perimenopause and i was flat i was down i was and i knew i was going through something mm. um and i went to see them and she said were you having hot sweats i was like no you're having flushes no well you're not going through the menopause I was like, well, they are symptoms, but not everyone goes through the same symptoms. Yeah. You know, it's not, we're not generic, we're different. We're not, you know, you can't just say, well, just because you're not having this, you're not, you know, and women know their bodies. Mm -hmm. We know our bodies. So if, if something doesn't feel right and you're struggling, keep on at them. Keep, even if you get fobbed away, keep on at them. Keep going back saying it's not right. I'm not feeling right. Don't let them tell you you're depressed or they want to put you on antidepressants. That's another big thing that I'm quite passionate about is that, you know, you go to the doctor, you'll say, I'm not right. I'm flat. I'm down. Here's some antidepressants. Yeah. Just like, you know, you, you know, your body, if you're having like, you know, brain fog, can't think of people's names, you've got aches, you've got pains. There are there is a lot of like there's a app called the Balance app, which okay. is really cool. So it's called the Balance app. This is by um, Louise Newton as well. She's a menopause specialist. She created this app, and you can put your symptoms in it, and it gives you a lot of information, and it lists all like you know what you can do to help. And um, she's amazing. She's really great to follow. Um, so there is help out there. Um, and like I said, if you know your body, you know, you know, if you're, if you're not feeling right. And I think, like you said earlier, like it might be a bit of a cost, but I think going to see a specialist, and this is what my client said, like 
So she wasn't 100% happy with what the GP had said. Um, like she, I wouldn't say it's not happy. So she wasn't 100% convinced yeah. what the GP had said. So she decided to go private to a like specialist. And to be fair, the specialist pretty much said what the GP was on point. But I think just knowing that she'd taken that next step to see someone who specifically was going to help her with the menopause and her as an individual about how she's feeling um just kind of psychologically made her believe well made her think that you know this stuff can help me um and she's been using it for I think a couple of weeks now She, she has the gel and she says her sleep has improved massively like there was one time I went and saw her um to train her and her energy levels were through the bloody roof it's because she had an amazing sleep the night before and she just said she couldn't believe how much of a bloody difference it had made to her whole day from sleep but then obviously because she had that good sleep she was energetic she was more productive um like I was just her energy in the session was just awesome like she's always got a good energy but this morning was extra and I was like this is freaking amazing and I I just felt really happy for her because obviously, you know, when you're going through something like this, like it's, uh, it feels a bit uncontrollable because you don't have the hormones in your body. You don't have control over how you're feeling and you feel helpless. You feel like, what am I going to do this? You know? So to see that something has helped her so much to get that energy, get that, you know, kind of happiness back and actually feel like she can start feeling herself again was I just felt really happy for her because yeah, no, brilliant I've got a funny story actually because when I first <laughs> when I went to the doctor and I was on a gel you put the gel on every day you rub it mm-hmm. on how many pumps so then they didn't have any gel left so they put me on a patch oh me being me didn't read the instructions because I don't oh. read instructions I was sticking a patch on every day which because I thought patch on every day because I've been putting gel on every day, put patch. So I phoned the doctor, said, can I have a repeat prescription? She went, um, you've used your three months worth of patches in a month. I was like, oh, have I? She said, how often are you putting them on? I said, oh, every day. She went, oh, you need to do it twice a week. Uh-huh. I was like, I feel bloody amazing. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, well, you know, you shouldn't really be. I was like, well, why not? Because I feel I feel yeah. like a 16 year old. I was like bouncing off the walls. I had so much energy. I was like, my body felt like great. I didn't have any aches and pains. And, and she was like, no, sorry. And then as soon as I went back, like yeah. my symptoms started coming back a bit. And I was like, oh, God. But they only allow you. So now I'm on the spray. So that's every day. So that's better for me because. And so now I'm feeling better. I'm not feeling as good as I was on a stick in a patch on every day, <laughs> but I am feeling a lot better. So yeah, um, but yeah, um, go if you you know if you don't feel like you're get getting the right advice, get it from somewhere else because there's always like you know somewhere you can get it from. Because like I say, well, I'm not saying doctors are rubbish, but they've got that they're, they're not specialists. Yeah, not you know they're not trained in 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 giving that kind of you know they're not trained in any advice really they're just there to sort of go I don't feel blah 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 well you know they're not specialists in different you know otherwise they'd be training for bloody years if they were specialists in every single subject exactly and I think um obviously this I'm not giving any type of medical advice or anything but when you were referring to and this is a conversation I had with Helen who I did a podcast with and she's a like a menopause kind of specialist nutritionist um 
doctors can be quite I've not experienced this myself but can be quick to prescribe um, antidepressants and she was like I don't want antidepressants you know like I I just I I know there's ways that I can manage this without being on antidepressants and you know there is cases of where you get help in terms of HRT but you know there's a lot to say for exercise and just getting out and walking and um, you know, creating space for yourself and working on yourself and doing things that make you feel good and, you know, looking at your nutrition and, you know, because like I don't label foods as good or bad, but we all know if you eat, okay, quote unquote, shitty foods, i.e. high processed foods, you feel a bit crappy, you know? Yeah. But if you're fueling your body with nutritious foods, protein, like you feel better in yourself. So, you know, there's obviously different cases and it's very individual. That's why you go see your doctor or a specialist. Yeah. Um, but there is definitely ways to try and help you without having to go on antidepressants um, because mo- I would, most people don't want to have to do that. You know, no. you, you don't want to have to take a tablet to help you feel better. There, yeah. you know, people obviously have to do it. I hope this isn't coming across like um, I'm disregarding you know people who actually need the antidepressants to help them you know feel better but in terms of like menopause like you know looking at your exercise looking at your movement and looking at your nutrition it can have a really positive impact yeah. on that without so with the with the it's like anything it's like whatever age you are you can get into that cycle can't you where you feel shit you eat shit you don't want to move mm-hmm. that cycle continues and then you look at yourself and you go i look shit i eat shit and then you don't know how to get out of it so you know look start looking at the bigger picture of like how you can get out of that hole um and and i know it's not always easy i know if you're aching if you're not getting good sleep if you the last thing you think about is oh i'm going to go and exercise because it's not you know you don't want to go and exercise like when i was feeling crap i didn't want to go and exercise because i hurt but you know just getting a little bit of movement in what i'm not saying you have to do like vigorous exercise go for a walk get some fresh air get get if the sun does come out get some vitamin d um yeah look at your diet think about more green or more vegetables more fruit um yeah um I was almost, oh, bloody went from me head. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, that's what I want to say is if you are in one of those kind of states or even if you're not, um, one thing I found helpful, I'm trying to kind of tell my clients every day, just set one intention. Now the intention isn't you have to go to the gym, you have to work out, you have to get 10,000 steps, you have to, get everything done it's one small thing so if it's today I feel like I want to try and manage a 15 minute walk just get a bit of fresh air or a 30 minute walk just try and look at that so it's not about setting ridiculous intentions of too many things it's just one small thing that you know will make you feel better because you're doing it for yourself so it could be a walk it could be as simple as I want to try and reach two liters of water today especially if you're someone who struggles with water like they are low-hanging fruits and by setting low-hanging fruit intentions at the time you think well what impact could this possibly have but it's you achieving that will ultimately again come down to 
I was able to do that walk. All right, tomorrow I'm going to set another intention and I'm going to try and achieve or do my best to achieve that. And it gives you this motivation to continue to start doing small things for yourself and giving you that belief in yourself that you can do these things. Yeah. And also, like, if you're going to give you an intention, like maybe go for a walk, do it with a podcast or something. Do it with like a, you know, there's so many funny podcasts the amount of time I go for a walk laughing my head off while I'm walking people must think I'm mental but yeah if you want to learn something find an educational podcast just you know and then you're you're doing a walk and learning something or getting a laugh and you know making your day better and also if you're like you know if you're struggling with certain symptoms if you're going through the menopause like there are so many podcasts out there like I know it's that like even going for a walk and just listening to a podcast on there's even funny menopause podcasts out there that all you'll relate to and you'll think oh my god that is so hilarious because I feel like that another thing I was going to say is you know a lot of females as well don't realize that estrogen um vaginally as well is very important um they do, that you know I didn't even know this and a lot of clients don't know this they've got prolapses or mm. um, you know they've got incontinence issues is because there's not enough estrogen mm. there so you need to you need to med- get medication for so just the estrogen working in the patches or the gel is not enough for um, vaginally as well so you need to get um, pessaries as well to help with so, like, if someone was to reach out to a specialist, like, do you think there's any type of questions that maybe you've asked as you've gone through the journey or when you've gone to the specialist? Like, do you think there's questions they should be asking or, like, what you, you know, if that makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So just um, questions. Or, like, things to learn more about or, like, well, I'd say things more like if you go to the doctor and they sort of fob you off a bit, tell you tell them. Mm. Like, don't don't necessarily ask them questions. You tell them how you feel because don't sort of if you're worried about taking HRT, then of course go to the doctor and say you know, if you've got any, because they asked me if I wanted to go on estrogen tablets, but that there's more of a risk there of um, heart attacks. And because and I've got that in my family, I didn't want to. So, you know, if you know you want to go down the HRT route, you know you're menopausal, you know what you want to speak to the doctor about it, ask these questions, you know, tell them your family history, ask them, you know, if it's, if it's, if, and look up, see if you feel safe about it. You know, like I said at the beginning, it's not for everyone, but I would say that HRT has been a saviour for me because it's just helped, it's helped me massively mm. feel better. I'd still have wobbly days, mm. but, you know, that's like everyone, but it's just, it's helped, like, my body feel better. And, like, it's okay. And I, as... We don't like asking for help. I know I don't like asking for help. But it is okay to ask for help. Help there. And that is what it's for. And 
as you've been saying that it's such a natural process of being a woman so fighting it and trying to kind of I don't know if the right words pretend that it's not going on or you're not going through it unfortunately isn't going to make it go away it's something that you do have to to accept and it's positive like it's it's a celebration of being a woman do you know yeah, what I mean? exactly like, there is absolutely nothing wrong with it at all it's just learning and it's because it's such a big change in your body and it's something you have no control over that is why it can often be very scary but there is so much help out there and like taking up on that help is ultimately going to allow you to start feeling like yourself again you yeah. know you don't have to feel like this is this is how I'm going to feel forever you know if you are feeling down and potentially depressed or you know moody or your, your energy and moods are like you don't have to accept that's how you have to feel forever no, like, exactly that's the word you don't have to accept that is how you're going to feel for the rest of your life because it doesn't have to be like that no and just from what you've said like your experience like I know HRT isn't for everyone but you reached out and you got help and now you feel 10 times better do you know what I mean so yeah. it's not a bad thing and I think more of us need to reach I need to reach out for help for a lot of things you know <laughs> you know what I mean like you know you try and do all these things on your own because you feel like that's what you should do you know but it's not the case and when you no. just let your guard down be a bit vulnerable and just you know get that help your life will be 10 times better you'll start feeling yourself again and you'll you know you, you'll stop feeling useless and you know I just go out and go out and enjoy yourself and you know because I know, I know a lot of the th lot of women with a menopause well get confidence issues mm. anxiety issues um and if you've never had that before like anxiety issues it is a big like oh my god what is what is going on why don't I want to go out and be at dinner with these people that I've known for years it's just weird why I don't want to be like what's wrong with me um so you know in respect to HRT that will help hopefully but you know like I said you you need to decide whether it's for you whether you you know go down the right avenues research it talk to people um and that's another reason for menopause cafes, you know, that like you might have just dismissed it completely, you know, HRT or anything, but if you maybe spoke to someone, you might go, oh, actually, yeah, I think I need to, or, you know, there might be something else. There might be another, like, you know, more holistic approach that you could take that you could look down the avenue of, like, you know, acupuncture or whatever. So, you know, one person at my menopause cafe might be having a holistic approach or taking some, like, you know, holistic tablets and they might go, oh, actually, they're helping me. They might go, oh, well, actually, I'll try that first. So, you know, not everyone's the same. No. And the more conversations you get in, the more you learn. You know yeah. I mean? Like, I love speaking to people about them and finding out about them, but... Like you just don't know what type of conversations you're gonna get 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 in with someone like and you know how much you can take away from a conversation um is is can have a massive impact on your life so you know what you once thought well or never thought about doing maybe you thought no nah, I'm not doing HRT you might get into a 
a really good conversation with someone where you felt comfortable and you believed in what they said and it's completely changed your perception of it and then you know you decide to go and get some more information on it and you decide to try it and it ends up being what changes yeah this phase of your life into something where you feel you know you can enjoy life again so you just never know what can arise from a really good conversation so I've heard, like through listening to lots of that menopause is that you know they used to say you can only be on it for so long but that is rubbish now you know i've spoken to or i've seen women that are being interviewed they're in their 80s they're still on it and they you know and they're like they're not taking it away from me <laughs> right i feel good you're not taking it away from me so yeah that's like real positive hmm. yeah. and i saw i don't know if it was on the news or i was reading to me is the government is it going to be government funded is it already government yeah. funded? no it's that there it has been passed through parliament but um i was talking to someone about this the other day and they were saying that it does take quite a while mm. before it all gets put into place so maybe in a year another year maybe it's so still, help. yeah it's still a positive step forward though isn't it for it to yeah. be going through the government like it's clearly something that is massively recognized in today's and workplaces life. i think are getting better mm. you know some workplaces have got stuff in place for women that are suffering with menopause you know anxiety can't go into work or you know hot flushes at work which can be really you know horrible mm. um and making you know colleagues aware of you know i think some nhs and ambulance service and bigger and like corporations are helping female staff cope better at work um which is so important because important. when you're going through something that's a bit uncontrollable like and not even for that person to have the support but for other people like i and learning about this because I'm a coach and I help women through this phase of their life. But if I wasn't, like you said earlier, I wouldn't be thinking about it. No. Even now I'm like, this is like, before I started coaching, like my mum would have gone through this, but I would never ever even thought of it. Or, I mean, I would have still been in Australia maybe when she did, but like, I don't know the ins and outs, but it's something now I think, well, that's what my mum would have gone through or is going through. Do you know what I mean? Um, so not just like helping the person or the, or the women who potentially are experiencing it, but just making other people aware of what's going yeah, on. Yeah. They feel more, you know, they feel more like comfortable going into work and not useless and not yeah. embarrassed about these things that they have no control over feeling. And, you know, just, I think teaching people about menopause in the workplace or wherever it is, will hopefully help them show more compassion towards like not that you would like not to feel sorry for anyone going through menopause it's nothing like that but just have a bit more compassion you know they, yeah, yeah. Go and sort of like think instead of sort of going oh god that moody bitch down there like what <laughs> yeah. sort of think oh she's you know maybe she's just having a bit of a rough time going through yeah. what she's going through so yeah just like you said and also the other thing for women is to be nice to themselves. We're never nice to ourselves, are we? When we're like, we're not kind to ourselves a lot of the time. We're sort of always criticizing ourselves or, you know, go and get over it. And what are you being so stupid for? And, you know, you're putting on weight and you're doing this and you're doing that. Just take a step back and look at your good qualities. Mm -hmm. Show yourself compassion. 
Show yourself compassion, yeah, definitely. Um, is there any anything that we haven't covered that you wanted to chat about or speak about? I don't think so. I think we've rambled on a nice, it's just so nice to talk about it. So yeah. nice. I, I really enjoy it. And I, I love learning it as well because, you know, I want to help as many women as I possibly yeah. can. So just learning the ins and outs and like, it's, I also think it's good to speak to people who have gone through it and who experienced it and your own personal experience. Um, just because I think more women can relate to that. You know, they might think, oh, that's how I felt or maybe I should try that. Um, so thank, honestly, I really appreciate you. You're welcome. It's been great. Thinking about it. But if anyone wanted to like get in contact with you or find your page, like where could they find you? What's the best place? So I'm on Instagram. So um, NV Health and Fitness. So uh, Facebook nv health and fitness or natasha howells um they can contact me there they want any help with any advice like i said i'm not a menopause specialist mm -hmm. but obviously i've been through it and i am sort of reading up a lot on it at the moment <laughs> um just to help me as well and clients so yeah if anyone that's where i am if you mm -hmm. want to see my city life and my dogs then <laughs> Um, I'll just pop a link to your page in the show notes anyway um and you know if anyone wants to ask any questions or tips like they can just reach out and go from there that's sick. Awesome. Thank, thank you very much for having me it's been I, amazing. I know it's been so good and we will do another podcast soon yeah, I hope. yeah. I invite you on mine sounds like a plan Brilliant. thank Great. you very much bye bye, bye, -bye.